Episode number 81 of The Sith List. I am your host, Daraj Dolachai, and my crazy-ass pilots for this evening's Wakanda adventure. Ooh. The young, the restless, Carlos. Boo Arguello. The man who almost died last week. <laughs> We're very concerned about him during the podcast. The man we call The Hole. The man we call Action Jackson. The man we call Extraction Jackson. Less is... Shuri. The... <laughs> the the other guy that we call the hair. Man that just fixed my computer via the magic of the internet. Eric <laughs> Struthers. Nice, man. It's a whole Def Leppard thing now. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a fucking second. <laughs> and uh, tonight is a very special show for us because we're bringing a, back a, gosh, he's not a guest host anymore. He's just like a reoccurring friend, host. A beard of knowledge, some would say. Some would say a Star Wars beard of knowledge. I wouldn't just like like put him in a corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. I'd put him in the <laughs> entire beard of knowledge category. A man who is the host of two great MSW Star Wars podcasts, Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, and the Blue Harvest podcast, the Star Wars podcast. I'm going to cue up a Tool song right now. <laughs> the one and only Mr. Haas Burkhart. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you? I'm good. I went and did my Sith List homework today and went to see the Black Panther. Very oh, good. Very good. Appreciate it. Very and I know good. Eric did the same thing. I did not what? do that. <laughs> Dude, my plan was to just blow your minds and be like, yep, totally went to see it. But then life got in the way. Life did get in the way. And that's totally okay. And, and today, we, me and Eric had a Johnny Grosso Haas Burkhart phone conversation along my entire way to work 45 minutes i had eric struthers in my ear hole nice yeah oh he was yeah absolutely that's right he sure was so eric no worries we understand we're definitely going to talk black panther tonight obviously and you don't mind being spoiled no not at all man okay so let me give the shenanigans out real quick you can find us on twitter at the sith list boo at the Sith List, boo. Less. At Less More 78. The hair. 
at Eric Struthers. And the Beard of Knowledge. At Blue Harvest Pod. And you can also send us emails, the Sithless at gmail.com. We have a hotline that's 707-65-GEEK1. And you can send us phone messages that way. We have a couple of messages, one from a drunken group of people mm. that was in New York. I and who... I totally forgot that we actually called the message. Hey, you better you better play this. You are you're so beautiful in person. You're better looking than Aladdin. I can't wait till we both go to Iran and meet the supreme leader. Yeah. What is up, Iran? You're right next to me. Say hello. Hey, I'm talking to myself. All right. My question for Les, Boo, and Araj is this. Why is this community so inviting to anyone and everyone who wants to get involved? That is a good question. Jesus, that is a Araj. great question. Araj, is that a good question I for you to answer? We just all love alcohol. Les, 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 listen to me. Twitter fail, but I love you. Listen, how did you love Black Panther? Tell me everything. Bye. So that was interesting listening to that today. <laughs> And also, we are a proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Members of that Making Podcast Network are, now this is podcasting, Rogue One, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Cantina Cast, Idiots Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 287, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. So check those out. Please leave some iTunes reviews. We would really appreciate it. And we are on Spotify. So do your Spotify follow thing and listen to us on Spotify. It's actually cool being on there. It is very cool. Yeah. I think that is the shenanigans. I do want to say, uh, give a big shout out to, we, I just got back from New York and we had a fantastic time, Lorena and I, and we met up with some amazing, cool people that we've met before. Some met before, some we haven't. It was a Star Wars fandom meetup with <laughs> some podcasters, some people that listen to our podcasts. And so big shout out to Grosso, Pappas, Fernando, Dom. Emily, Devin, Danny, JD, Gerard, Katie, Robbo, Adam, Rebecca, Rebecca's boyfriend, Mike, Art, and Art's girlfriend. And I think if I'm missing anybody, I am so sorry, but we had a blast. It gave us faith in the Star Wars fandom. <laughs> and if you check out um, Twitter, he put a great uh, blog post up in the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics. So if you get a chance, go on the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics page. Gerard put a great blog up about the whole meetup and how he has faith in the Star Wars fandom. It was a, it's a great article. It's a great, fantastic read. So definitely do that. Thank you all for coming out and, and it was great meeting you guys. You guys are so welcoming and we'll, we'll see you in September, it looks like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this time I'm going to try to drag these two guys with me. Uh, less than well. You guys are going to be seeing me a lot sooner than September. Oh, yeah. Let's Ooh. talk about that a little bit. Oz, <laughs> you Sizzle. are coming down here, and we're going to watch Solo together. Is that That is the rumor. Yeah, it's not a rumor, buddy. The, the trip was booked May 23rd to 28th. Kick ass. That is It's so going to be like the Beverly Hillbillies coming to town. Hell, yes. <laughs> that is awesome. Unfortunately, I won't be there for that Friday and Saturday and Sunday. God damn it. I know. I, I there's, but I Boo, we don't need a Raj to no, hang. I know. I know. Oh, no, we're going to have a good but time. But, be, yeah, I'll, come on. I will be there Wednesday and Thursday. We'll see <laughs> the movie with you. Absolutely. And hopefully we can podcast right afterwards. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. And we cannot wait. We are so excited that you're coming. If I'm not mistaken, there might be some kind of event that mm. might be going on on that Saturday. Is that true? Uh, I mean, Steele's announced it on his Twitter. There's a, there's a live Steel Wars uh, at the Cantina May 26th. 
and uh, it's going to be, you know, talking about solo and stuff. So uh, Jesse and I will definitely be there hanging out and checking out the live podcast. And uh, we might have a surprise third guest with us that hasn't quite booked their stuff, but I think they're coming. Oh, tease. Well, I see this surprise third guest when at least when I'm here. Uh, I mean, this, the, it's Will. Will is Oh, it's Will. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. That is fantastic. <clears throat> it's going to be a great time. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. For- and by the way, people, I just want to throw this out there. I am not a Def Leppard hater. <laughs> okay, I've been getting a lot of tweets from people <laughs> saying that I'm, I'm a hater of Def Leppard because I, I didn't like the album Hysteria. Mm-hmm. It's, not that I, it's not that I didn't like the album. It's... I just see it as the downfall of Def Leppard. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the end. Right. It's the beginning of the end. Kind of like Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood oh. was the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. You're about to get Kinda, hit. Oh, gosh, yeah, now yeah. get crew fans yeah. get hit. The are coming home. Yeah. Hey, and I'm not, saying that, I'm not saying that Dr. Feelgood now wasn't a good album. <laughs> <laughs> they had some great songs on Dr. Feelgood. Let's take a shovel out of Roger's hands, please. get the shovel out of my buddy's hand. I'm just saying, Old Leopard was better than New Leopard. Leopard, and I, and I consider hysteria from that point on. New leopard, one arm leopard. It's, is well, hysteria the one that had seven singles off of it that was hugely successful? Yes. Okay, so it's kind of like their black album. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Once they, they once they went on once MTV well MTV played their older shit too like photograph and and fooling and bringing on the heartache. That's my Def Leopard. But then you got some pour some sugar on me, and then it just you know became a strip club song, which is fine, whatever, it's all good. <laughs> I just you know there's different parts of Leopard. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying, and it's not a coincidence when that dude lost his fucking arm <sighs> that things went downhill. That's all I'm saying. Damn, I give him props. I I give him props, but hey, <laughs> I, oh I can tell by the way you're besmirching everything they've oh. accomplished and stood for. The way you can tell for sure, though, that you're right, that it was the beginning of the end is the way that they've managed to hold together this 25 year since then career touring the world. You, you're right. It was over for them after that. Things just didn't work out. Sarcastic. Containing sarcasm. Having the personality trait of expressing sarcasm. S-A-R-C-A-S-T-I-C. Sarcastic. <laughs> Oh, their career since then has been so much stronger than anything they did before. But you, okay, you, you hit it on me, the head. You name me an name me the an album after Hysteria. Um. Oh, geez. Uh huh. See, I actually know this, but I don't know that I I can barely think of the albums before it. Right. Um. Mm. Point. Well, That's there was, let's saying. see, Greatest Hits. Yeah, <laughs> Greatest Hits. Live, and... volume one, live, volume two. Well, Haas, where are you at on this leopard argument here? This non-argument <sighs> of an argument. I had a, I had these cousins that I was real close with when I was a kid, and one of them was a huge Death Leopard fan, and one of them was a huge Metallica fan, and I ended up gravitating towards the Metallica. Gotcha. So... As a kid, I always kind of viewed them as like versus each other for some reason. But the only time I dislike Def Leppard is when I have to hear someone karaoke pour some sugar on me. And it happens every time. That's exactly That's what I'm talking about. Painful. That is exactly what I'm talking about. But again, people, please stop the hate mail. Stop the hate <laughs> tweets. I am. You just, you I just am, open the flood game. I yeah. am pro Def Leppard, just pre Leopard. That's it. Prehistory Leopard. Please. 
one thing I want to say last thing about Hysteria is the guitar tones on that album are really good. And especially the clean tones. You give it a listen. If you're is a guitar that, fan. Was that Mutt Lang? Yeah. That that yeah. produced that album? Yeah. Former Mr. Sh- Shania Twain? Yeah. Mutt yeah, that Lang was him, man. He produced that album. Wow. He did. Well, and it, it blew him up, you know? I mean... Well, it's, it's, it's probably their biggest record ever. I mean, I'm not taking that away from them. I'm just giving my opinion about Leopard. Yeah, I got no problems with this Just well, anyway, what I was trying what I was trying to say was the guitar tones are great, and if you take a listen to some of the stuff they did on it, like for example, they would play a long sustained chord. They would record each note of the chord separately instead of strumming a chord, just to avoid the inner string modulation of distortion whenever you're playing notes multiple notes to make it sound more symphonic and that my friend is one of the reasons that's such a great album that's why we have you on this podcast talk about shit that goes straight over our heads (laughs) (laughs) fucking schmeels and deals by the way struthers you want to plug something that you just put out and i just saw i just retweeted it because i saw it for the first time but there is news that you put out some of the rogue one stuff out on yeah, symphonic, beautiful sounding band camp. Is this true? Yeah, yeah. My good friends over at the Rogue One podcast, including but not limited to one Mr. Hawes Burkhardt, were gracious enough to allow me to throw the the audio stuff that I've done for them up for sale on Bandcamp. And I gotta tell you, man, the love that I've gotten from it is really cool. And you know, I get it. Here's the thing. People might ask me, say, Eric, why should I pay money for this when it's for free in a podcast? That's a really good question. And I have a really good answer for you. The really good answer is, is that it's uncompressed and it's in stereo. And it's a nice way to help out your old pal, Eric, because he's got two hungry kids. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they're kick ass. Let's not forget. They are they're real kick ass. There, 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 there is that. Yeah, they are amazing. Great work, Eric, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So let's get into some schmeels and deals, some geekdom. Let's talk a little box office. We're not going to talk about who was one, two, and three because that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Black Panther dominated and dominated in such fashion that it broke all kinds of records. It's the largest February opening weekend in history, $202 million. Previous record was Deadpool with 132 million. Largest winter season opening weekend, 202 million. Largest President's Day weekend opening, 242 million total. Largest Monday ever. Previous record holder was Star Wars Force Awakens with 40 million. It just beat it out by like 50 million dollars. And largest Thursday preview gross in a month of February, 25 million. Beyond those charts, Black Panther places second only to Star Wars Force Awakens as the second highest four-day gross of all time. Disney, Marvel, are they're pretty excited. Yeah, yeah I would <laughs> imagine. Uh, can I, can I, guys, you know, I come on here and there's, there's a, a thread that I like to do. Yes. Uh, on my appearances. It made more in four days than Justice League made in its entire domestic run. Yeah. I've, saw, I've seen that all Holy over. Shit. Is that true? Wow. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Justice League, it, yeah, three months, that, it made, it had the number amount. And in four days, Black Panther. My goodness. (laughs) And I know everybody's here to listen, and we're going to talk, But you're listening to the podcast because you want to know our takes on it. We're going to dive into Black Panther in a second. 
and we're going to get into all the juicy parts of it. Mm-hmm. But we are going to talk a little Star Wars, and Eric's going to guide us through the galaxy here, and we're going to talk a little Rebels. And I did, Eric. I did. I promised you I'd watch the episode, and I watched it. And what'd you uh, think, man? I really loved it. And I'm not a huge Rebels guy. I mean, I watched the show. I, I mean, I, like I said a hundred times, I love the animation in space. I love what they do with their little battle scenes in space. But I'm not a big fan of their animation. Otherwise, I thought the, everything killed it. The music, the the throwbacks to the to John Williams scores, the animation, the storyline, the way. And we're gonna spoil Rebels, people. So. If you don't want to be spoiled and there's a big spoilery thing that's going to happen, please forward it 10 minutes. I don't know. Do whatever you need to do in five, four, three, two, one. The way that Kanan was sent off, I thought was just beautiful. It was done perfectly. That would have been a great way to send somebody off on film. So you take us through this thing, Eric. What what did you think? And Hazo obviously would love to hear what you thought. I've been a fan of the show since I started watching it. I, you know, it's just like any other thing. There's been plenty of things about it that drive me crazy. And probably in the Star Wars universe, I would say Rebels more than any of the other Star Wars things has, has the craziness factor to it. But if the entire run of the show had been like this, especially the first episode, uh, Jedi Knight, there were two back to back that just felt like one long episode. If the whole run of Rebels had been like that, this, the series would have been a knockout. People would have been talking about it in the most positive ways possible. I was going to say like they did the last Jedi, but I'm like, that's a terrible example. Uh. But <laughs> it, it's <laughs> the storytelling was really good. They they sort of hit you over the head with some of the foreshadowing. But when you think about the TV rating this has and what allegedly the intended audience is for this show, it was really pretty intense, man. So the thing is, at the end of the last few episodes, Hera had been kidnapped. And they, as this starts up, they're going to go find her. Kanan is in this little room and he's, you know, supposed to be blind for everybody who doesn't remember that. and. The way he's doing this little ritual where he, he kneels down and he takes this knife and he cuts off his hair, it's very samurai-like. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. When you're watching yeah, when you're watching it happen, you would almost assume that he's getting ready to take his own life, if you've ever seen any like really intense samurai mm-hmm. movies. He was the about way to put, he's, put it through his stomach, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a word for it. What's it called? Harikari. Seppuku? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Or Seppuku. Seppuku. Okay. Thank you. But, but, uh, he, he comes out and he's instantly telling Ezra, you've always been a good listener. That'll serve you well. And I'm like, oh, he's a goner. He's, you know, he's instantly, he's, he's already telling everybody goodbye without telling him goodbye. And what it kind of reminded me of is, in the in the Force Awakens, when they're on Star Killer Base, and Han Solo keeps saying things like, "Don't worry, kid, we won't leave here without her." And every room he walks into, he throws his big heavy winter coat on the floor, and ditches it. And Chewbacca picks it up, and it's like, "What are you doing?" It's because Han never intended to leave there. And it's yeah. this is the same thing, man. Kanan went in there knowing full well, "I'm ready to go." And the way it was handled, so they're escaping. 
Kanan's on top of this big fuel thing, and he uses the force to hold back this explosion. And it was so cool the way they did it. He shoved Hera back into this ship using the force and pushed the ship away. And at the last second, his eyes went from like the the milky cataract blind man eyes to pure vision. And then he was consumed by the fire. And I was well done. Oh, so good. Well done. It was it was handled very well. And so from then on, you know, you, you just have to see it to to really understand the whole gist of it. But it's like nobody knows what to do. They're going to take revenge on <laughs> on the Empire for what happened to Kanan. And kind of like the big superstar of the second episode, I would say, is the fight between Zeb and Sabine and oh, Rook, I think is, this guy, is the guy's name. The, the, the little agile monkey assassin guy. Uh, and, voiced by Warwick Davis. Oh yeah, is that right? That's kind of cool. yep. that is very cool. That is really cool. And what I find so cool about this particular part is that Zeb. I mean, they don't show the blows landing, and this is when I come into how intense this is, given the the TV rating that it has. He's beating this guy to death. And Sabine stops him. And it's like, for us, it's like, yeah, whatever. But dude, this is a, this is a kid's cartoon show with a, I'm pretty sure it's, it's TVY. Right. <laughs> and it's like, holy crap. Well, you know what? I, I think, I think Eric, I think Filoni's pretty much saying the run of the series is intended for us now. Like we had our kid stuff and we're going to be gone anyways. So we're going to make it pretty serious, pretty dark. And gritty, just like Haas loves it. <laughs> and we're going to mm-hmm. uh, we're going to just let the fans enjoy it how it should have been the entire run. You know what I mean? Right, right. There's a there's a hefty dose of like the mystical element of the force in this with you know Filoni's obsession with wolves and whatnot. But it, but it's really cool the way it's done, and I'm excited to see the rest of the episode. So I I would say that it was a huge success. Yeah, what'd you think, Oz? I thought it was really good. Um, I like Rebels. I'm not as hard on it as as some people can be from time to time. Uh, it's not my favorite. Of all the new stuff, it's my least favorite, probably. But I still enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how they tie it up. And I'm really looking forward to whatever comes next. And did you guys hear about the possible news about that today? No. Lucasfilm registered a trademark for something called Star Wars Resistance. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh. Interesting. And, and what makes this a little different is the type of trademark they did, which included video games, shows, merchandise, toys, clothing, and all this stuff, which they only really do, it seems, for movies and, um, uh, you know, TV shows or animation and stuff. Cause right. like for a few months, there was this trademark floating around that everybody was wondering about called star Wars rivals. And they were like, Oh, maybe that's the next animated series. And it turned out to be a mobile game. When you compare the two trademarks, they're vastly different. Okay. Like you can tell that rivals is meant more for like, um, 
you know, video game or interactive media. And this is more broad. So, you know, it looks like maybe possibly the next animated series is Resistance. Very interesting. And I wonder what time frame it's going to take. It's going to be in. (sighs) I mean, I kind of wonder if uh, with the name Resistance, if we'll sort of see the earlier years of the Resistance against the First Order sort of set after Bloodline because, you know, they sort of establish the resistance at the end of that book. Yeah, I remember that. And that's, you know, five to six years before The Force Awakens. So they may kind of take a sort of Rebels approach and set it before the first movie of the sequel trilogy and sort of lead into that. Wow. And I wonder what age bracket it's going to be for. (laughs) You know, we've had our kids version and hopefully this now is going to be young teen, Mm -hmm. pretty much what the books are made for. Yeah. Young teen to adult. It's more than likely, most likely going to be part of the Disney streaming service. So that may free them up a little bit since it won't be chained to Disney XD and their normal sort of demographic. But I wouldn't expect it to be like fucking Eon Flux Star Wars or something like that. It's, you know, Heavy metal. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I hear you. No, I, 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 I'm completely there with both of you guys. I thought it was, it was great. And now that they've done this with Kanan, Anything's possible to any character. You know what I mean? So that opens the door. Well, except Hera and Chopper. Except for Hera and Chopper, because we hear them, right? And we see Chopper. Right. Right. So, yeah, I'm very excited about it. This is going to be great. And also, uh, how many more episodes do we have? Four. Four more episodes. And we're getting getting the Emperor back, voiced by Ian McDermott, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Emperor to you. Emperor to me, that's right. Oh man, that's Sheev Palpatine to me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That is Sheev. Sheev. So there's just two more Mondays worth of Rebels, and I believe the next one is another one where it's two back-to-back, and then the final is 90 minutes. Is that right, Haas? Yeah, the, the final is going to be two episodes, but the very last episode is an hour or, you know, 47 minutes or whatever it turns out to be after commercial break. So in reality, we have about five episodes worth of Rebels left. Then it's done. Hmm. Poor Sal. Mm. <laughs> I wonder if Sal shed a tear yesterday. Probably. I probably did. He probably did. <laughs> well, you know, the on on the Bad Motivators, we talked about this. Was it, we recorded the second the show got over. And the wolf, the big wolf that Ezra sees that we, it was almost like a dream, I guess. The thing was gigantic and was talking to him and it told him that its name was Doom, which was Kanan's real last name. And so the speculation is, is that that wolf is Kanan. Well, some way, yeah, I was thinking about that. As I well. mean. The the one that gave it away for me that it's definitely Kanan is the mark on the wolf's head is the same mark that was on Kanan's old uh, shoulder armor back when he right. used to have that shoulder armor. Right. So we were kind of wondering if, depending on what happens to Ezra, that will Sal and Axel do like the two man in the horse thing with the wolf. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. That would be cool. And I, and I bet you they do a kick-ass version of one. They're going to do it. <laughs> you know what I thought was really cool? I read New Dawn, and that was pretty much the introduction to Kanan and Hera. And the cover of New Dawn has this young-looking 
Kanan. And when he had the short hair, it reminded me of the cover of the book. And they talked about when we first met. And they, they kept going back to that. And I was like, oh, well, that's right. It was all from, from New Dawn. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that book, by the way. This is a really good one. Yeah, that is one of the better early books of the new canon. Yeah, absolutely. Did you guys see, just jumping a little bit to something else, did you see the Millennium Falcon toy that was released? At, I think it was a toy fair that they showed it. Am I correct? The one from Solo? Yes. Yes. And yeah. Did, and did you see the compartment? I, I, I mean, this might be old news, but the reason why it doesn't have that gap was pretty much shown on, on this toy. Mm. Correct. Yeah, it's like a, they. It, <clears throat> I watched a video of them demonstrating it, like when a Hasbro employee is showing it off, and they call it a cargo container. Right, a cargo container that so, takes off. Okay. Yeah, so like, you know, we've always known that the Falcon is sort of a cargo hauler or right. meant for cargo. So apparently, the forks on the front of that you can slide a little cargo container That's in so there. So cool! Oh, what a cool idea. And I wonder if we cool. lose one of the characters that way. <laughs> oh. Kira that way. <laughs> So another cool feature on that Falcon is it's got light up sounds and all that cool stuff. And as you push the hyperdrive sound, it ramps up and sounds like it's going faster and faster. And when it gets to like the fastest mode, all of the panels start popping off of the Falcon. Oh, my God. Which makes me think like whenever maybe when Han's doing the castle run and he's pushing the Falcon hard, maybe he ejects those panels or they just rip off from going so fast and by the end of the movie we'll have something that looks a little more like the falcon we know oh yeah that's exactly oh you just gave me goosebumps that's awesome <laughs> neato man i think i'm gonna buy that falcon because it looks the other falcons that have come out since the original didn't give me that same like thick wide look this one does to me this one looks like the original falcon to me I trust me. I know my buddy Araj, and he loves it thick and wide. That's bald lesson. Just laughing. Look like you said thick wide. Yes, thick and wide. I walked into that one. He's like, I love it thick and wide. You backed up to that one. Oh. Well, speaking of toys, okay. And no, I'm speaking. No, no. Speaking of Star Wars toys, there we go. The Hasbro announced they've got this thing called HasLab, and it's essentially like an internal Kickstarter by Hasbro for yes, Hasbro. I saw that. And they are releasing this gigantic, or they plan to release this gigantic Jabba sail barge, three and three quarter inch figure scale. Massive. And shit. essentially, they need, I think, 5,000 people mm-hmm. to buy this, and it's 500 bucks. They'll get it by tomorrow. <laughs> and, well, yeah. well <laughs> As of yesterday, which it was only about four days into the the ordering process, they were already at like a thousand fifty two. Oh my god! Wow. So well on their way. I think they have what is it till April third to fund the project oh. to get it made. They can make it yeah, twice a, as big. Fuck. A friend yeah. of mine he, he, who owns uh, Saga Toys in St. Louis County, he had messaged me and asked me if I was getting it. I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't know, five hundred dollars, and I got this and this and. He said, I'm predicting that it'll, it will quadruple in value in a fairly short time. But he, he got two of them. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is this is the only way you can get it. it like if they meet the 5,000 backers, the, the people that order it are the only people that will get it. It's never going to be in stores. Oh, and so, it's never going to be reproduced again. 
Mm-mm. Because oh, shit. you got to think they're asking for two point five million dollars to make this thing. That's what basically what it, it breaks down to five hundred mm-hmm. or five thousand backers at five hundred bucks a piece. Um, and it's something that's been requested forever. And it's not exactly one hundred percent scale perfect. It's about eighty percent of what it should be. But even at that, it's over four feet long. Yeah. Like it's the size of a table. So, so Haas, you remember these? Do you remember the GI Joe, the actual the aircraft carrier? The aircraft carrier is it that mm-hmm. big? No, I, I don't know exactly, but I I think the USS Flag is still bigger. Okay, but it's it's impressive, and we haven't even seen finished shots of it because they said the final version is going to be fully weathered, and you know it's going to have more detail and stuff. I'm. I'm thinking about it. I've got till April 3rd to decide, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know that I have room for it. That's more than anything. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Something that massive. You have to like move furniture. You have to plan things. It's got to go here and only here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boo, you think Lorena let me get one? Absolutely not. God damn it. You'll, you'll get no. it with the, with the divorce papers attached to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'll have to live in it. <laughs> you damn near could. You damn near now, good, yeah. The way you guys Pause. are talking, it would live inside me. Jeez, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. dude. Oh, you're He's just you're coming back for more. <laughs> when you're down, you might as well just step on yourself. <laughs> now, Haas, are you, are you sure that it won't be available? Because I was watching the video, like the pitch video for it, and I thought it said, you know, that you can be a part of bringing this star wars toy to the people who want it right that means like i i I talked to someone that works at hasbro in fact we get into and we had adam on our buddy adam we had him on rogue one this week and he's an intern at uh, hasbro and he he because i was wondering if that was true because that's what i kept hearing that it was only going to be available to backers right and Mm -hmm. he confirmed that so what your gotcha. your friend said about it quadrupling in price, I mean, just look at something like that eight hundred dollar uh, Millennium Falcon Lego set that sold out immediately and was getting flipped for like two grand on eBay the day right. it went on sale, and people were buying it. <laughs> and there's way more of those out there than are going to be of this, like a minimum of five thousand out there. I think they'll probably break it by a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, so it's a good investment is what you're saying. I mean, I think so. What do I know? I mean, like I, I, I'm never, I never buy a toy and I buy some fucking toys, uh, with like, oh, this is going to set me up in the future. Y'all I'm going to sell this sail barge and Jesse and I are going to buy a fucking Maserati. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And let me tell you, people, we've walked the floor with Haas buying toys. They it saw was, me toy it shopping. Was, it was a they fucking saw. experience. I it, loved it. No, 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 Haas. It, it, it wasn't shopping. You were, you were, what is it, on a mission. Shopping is, you know, browsing, looking <laughs> around. Oh, this is nice. No, no, no. You had clear, clear ideas of what you needed and what you wanted and how it was going to go down. That wasn't shopping. That was a mission. That was, was it a master class? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is how you go and buy toys. Because. Just stand back and watch oh, kind of right. thing. Just it just quiet <laughs> quiet on the floor, please. It was a beautiful sight. Yeah, quiet on the floor. Things are being done. And, yeah. and while he's doing that, he's fucking at a fucking Star Wars convention. Click, clack, click, fucking, clack, clack. 
Voltrons are staring at me every fucking 10 feet for like $500 at a Star Wars convention. It was like teasing me. Whispering to you. Yeah. yeah. Buy me. When it comes to buying Star Wars stuff, it's kind of like that old show, Supermarket Sweep, but I got to pay for the shit at the end. Supermarket Sweep has been a Burkhardt production. Right, exactly. You did well, though. You you haggled. haggled. Oh, yeah. Well, before the show, I I made an itemized list of what I was looking for, what I was willing to pay for what I was. I planned. I'm a planner. I like to plan things. I I was on a mission. Yeah, you did well. And thank you for that experience. Yes, we learned was, a lot. That was a joy. Yeah, <laughs> Lorena's not too happy with it because I have some toys here. But <laughs> yeah, I kind of rubbed off on you a little bit. Next thing I know, Araj is walking around with a couple figures, booze buying Legos. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh fuck, yeah, that's right. I'm looking, sh- I'm looking at those figures right now. They're yeah. on my shelf right here. Can't be. You can't leave there empty-handed. Of course not. No. Yeah. All right. And so other news in Star Wars, we got the uh, Last Jedi 4K coming out, which is the first 4K Star Wars movie in history. So mm. that's going to be cool. Yeah, man. Ryan Johnson was talking about how excited he is to have this come out because they've like, I think the quote was something like really packed it in there. So I, I would say that we, we've got a lot to look forward to. <laughs> oh, by the way, people, me and Eric were talking today. We want to put this out there in Twitterverse in the land of our listeners, we want the best, that's what she said line in Star Wars history. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of Office lately again, and this has come up, and I think I have mine. Eric has his, so we're going to throw ours out there so we don't get those, but Eric, you want to do yours first? Well, mine is a bit of an easy pass just because there's been a pretty popular meme of it floating around, but it's Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back where he says, I can't, it's too big. (laughs) <laughs> right, referring to Yoda's in, in the ship, right? I hope. Yes. Can't yeah. Mine is uh here we go. Mine I'm gonna get into that voice. Right? Oh negative, negative. It didn't go in. <laughs> Just impacted on the surface. Yes. <laughs> Slam dunk. That's mine. That was the alley oop. That was the saying to me the alley oop. Yeah, yeah. I so that was mine, Haas's, and Eric's. So we Oh no, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no that's not mine. Oh shit. Mine yeah. is way fouler it's when on yoda on dagobah with yoda when he says come <laughs> good food <laughs> come good food come uh, oh that's good that's fucking oh, funny yeah, that that's great that's great oh, 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 oh. what you guys think during the podcast if you ever get something comes up you let me know all right and listeners please tweet us or email us we'd love to hear your disgusting that's what she says from the Star Wars trilogies. This is going to get bad. And standalones. And Rebels, for that matter. Oh, from a kid's show? That's yeah, why rough. not for a kid's show? Let's do it. <laughs> and even from the radio plays from back in the day. Oh. <laughs> Which I used to love when I was a kid, except for Darth Vader's voice was so fucking horrible. The injection arm is primed. Now tell me, where is the Rebel Fortress? <laughs> and, and John Lithgow was Yoda. And it was awful. Just awful. <laughs> but Lithgow was Yoda for Empire. <sighs> those were the best. I love those. Now, Hawes, I'm hoping that you've got the answer to this. The, okay. the, the digital copy code will get you uh, the UHD version of it, correct? I believe so. But you, you have to buy the 4K Blu-ray to get the code for the UHD version. Right. So, so the regular Blu-ray will come with a HD 
code and the 4K will come with a UHD. Gotcha. So there's no, I mean, because I had read about uh, like a, I don't remember what, it wasn't Star Wars plainly, but a UHD or a 4K release where you had to redeem it in some particular way as opposed to just the generic going to movies anywhere and typing it in because you were going to end up with the HD if you did it that way. I didn't know if you were hip to what you had to do. I haven't. So I just got um, my first 4K Blu-ray a couple of months ago. I got Spider-Man Homecoming and I didn't redeem the code or anything. So I'm not quite sure. I don't know that Movies Anywhere has UHD yet. I would have to check on that. But I think you can redeem those codes like through Vudu. Uh-huh. And and your Voodoo account will link up with movies anywhere and vice versa. So let me do some research on that and I'll let you know. Sweet, man. Appreciate it. Uh, one last piece of Star Wars news today, and I don't know that we can go without saying, is that our pal Steel Saunders of oh, yeah, the Steel Wars podcast God. interviewed Mendo. So what a come there up. it is. I was on the show a couple of weeks ago and he got Mendo next. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what was crazy. Let me tell you how I found, found this out. I was walking the hallways at work and our hallways has uh, Star Wars post- posters. There's a Rogue One poster. There's the original posters, all kinds of cool stuff in our hallways at work. And I was walking by and I saw the tweet and this was like hours after he put it up. And then I looked up and I saw a picture of Mendo from the Rogue One poster staring at me and I looked at on my phone I saw Steel and Mendo I was like holy are you fucking kidding mm-hmm. me congratulations Steel that is unbelievable bro I am it, it seems like Steel's like stepping his game other than me stepping his game up <laughs> every month he's got some other amazing person on it's unbelievable Steel great job man I can't wait to hear it yeah yeah that's crazy yeah and I'm just gonna go on record as saying man in that picture with Steel <laughs> that Ben Mendelsohn is one handsome dude. He's a handsome son of a bitch. I'm telling you, not taking anything Absolutely. away from Steel. You know, Steel is you know a good looking dude. I'm just saying, yeah, Steel, Mendo is. Yeah, no, but Steel's face, you know, in, in that selfie, he is so giddy. It, it oh, he can't yeah. hide it. He's 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 trying to be serious. And he's trying to just take a regular, you know, you know, have a good smile. But it's just he looks he looks like a like a it was like a, like a little schoolgirl, just so happy. He's like, oh my god, look who's behind me. Yeah. My you know God. what's cool too? Being a part of the network, I felt a sense of pride for him being part of MSW. Like, this is so great for MSW network. It's so great for him. Very cool steal, man. That is just, did Mendo go to his yeah. house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He, he told him he could have the house. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go, man. I can't wait to see it. So people get ready for that one. That's yeah. Good. By the time this comes out, I think it'll probably be out already. Mm-hmm. That's good work, Steel. Let's plug Steel's thing for real quick. We're going to be at Steel's event once again on March 10th, which is a Saturday at Scum and Villainy. And it's coming up. It's going to be great. A bunch of people are going again. So if you want to come down, meet some podcasters, meet, meet some listeners, meet Steel, uh, we're going to have a good time. So March 10th in Hollywood, Scum and Villainy. All right. And there is your Star Wars report. Thanks, Eric. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Like always, you're the man. I want to Dude, get- with Haas on here, I have feel inadequate i barely know what to say no, no come on now this is for us this is like a star wars orgy for us it's a <laughs> it's like a uh it's know. the hair and the beard going at it having a good the old time hair and the beard going- yeah. yes exactly. <laughs> in the thriller in manila 
You manage the dingleberries on that? I ain't got no beard dingleberries, my dude. What do you think I'd be doing in my free time? I'm just saying after a session with Struthers, you never know. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Flip it back on me, man. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. That's what. Thanks. You went after me hard, Struthers, about leopard. He went hard on you. Yeah, I'm coming back at you. I gave it to Raj good and hard. I did. Thick. Wide and thick. Yeah, wide, wide. I want to get Haas's take on, on a couple of movies that are coming out. Annihilation, I want to talk about real quick. And I also want to talk Ready Player One. Like I said, I was in New York over the weekend and I was sitting at a, at a deli and I was looking across the street and I saw a poster of, of one of my favorite actresses that's definitely in my top five, Natalie Portman. With a big logo that says Annihilation with her name on it, with her with like a machine gun, laser beam, whatever the hell it is, mm-hmm. looking badass as a female actress, huge poster in New York City. So, and then I, the reviews came out and Cinema Blends, Eric Eisenberg, who I kind of listened to, he's got his shit together. Um, he's, he's great. He gave it a perfect five star rating. And Ooh. this is, yeah, and this is what he said. He said, Annihilation is perfect proof that he, which is Alex Garland, he's this, sophomore work is the real deal as a director and a visionary not only creating a world that you will fall right into but one that's so fascinating that you'll want to investigate it over and over it's been a long time since ex machina but garland proves it was well worth it that's coming from him here's another review from a guy from usa today brian trout with his debut el machina an extraordinary study of artificial intelligence and human fallacy Garland showed potential as a true sci-fi visionary and takes his next step with Annihilation. Some moviegoers will dig Annihilation's audacity. Others may find it the craziest flick since Mother. It's a completely bizarre tale that will leave heads spinning about what exactly just happened, but still finds a way to generally be satisfying. So great, great review so far. And I'm really excited about this thing. This thing looks crazy. It looks beautiful and it looks crazy. Haas, what are you interested in this thing? Are you excited about this? Or I really liked Ex Machina, so I until right now was not aware that this was the same director. Will I go to the movies to see it? To be honest, probably not, but I'll check it out the first time chance I get once it comes out on video. Right, right. We're probably gonna go, right, Boo? Oh yeah. Unless we're probably gonna go see it. it, it I loved that Ex yeah. Machina. Mm-hmm. I thought it was yeah. so great. And this is all Star Wars, guys. Queen Amidala and Poe in the same movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fantastic. And uh, by the way, Oscar Isaacs filmed this movie while he was filming Last Jedi. Hmm. Same yep. exact time, which is crazy. No, and then uh, Tessa Thompson was filming Ragnarok at the same time. She That's was filming right. This. She's in this. Tessa That's Thompson's right. in this? I didn't even know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. Like, she's great. She's the fa- becoming a face of sci-fi, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Westworld. She's Ragnarok. Yes. yes. Uh, she's fantastic. Annihilation. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's definitely making her movie. She's too. pushing for an all female Marvel movie. Which she says every time she sees Kevin Feige mm-hmm. or Kevin Feige, she's she pushes that let's do an all female Marvel movie. You know, after Captain Marvel comes out and all that right. stuff. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. Why not? And now you have the ladies of Wakanda, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. So that's one. <laughs> now Ready Player One, I'm halfway through the book. I just read it pretty much every time I'm on a plane. Love the book. It's it's, I've said this before, it's made for my generation. So I can understand why people are so into it. I just hope it doesn't get lost in film for this generation, for the millennials. And I'm, I'm sure Spielberg will do a hell of a job 
of putting things that they'll figure out as well. But if you read the book, there's references. There's no way millennials would know. Hmm. Bahaz, what do you think about this, this Ready Player One? Have you read the book? Are you interested in this? Are you still a Spielberg fan? Are you? Some people are down on him. Um, I'm you- not down on Spielberg. I've read the book and I really enjoyed it. It's definitely a movie I'll probably end up checking out in the theater uh, if I get the chance. And to be honest, I, I think you might be wrong about it getting lost. Because if you look at stuff like It and Strangers thing, Stranger Things, like they're very heavy with the 80s references and and sort of you know style so i could see this hitting that note with people okay yeah that's a great point actually the 80s are so big the references are pretty pretty much being shoved in our faces so maybe yeah maybe you're right about that but i'm very excited about this some people are on the fence but not me i think it's gonna be (laughs) just amazing speaking of it by the way jessica chastain is in talks like we talked about who would be great in it as Mm -hmm. an adult She's in talks to be in the film, to be Beverly. Variety reported that this week, which is great. Mm-hmm. She's an amazing actress. Yeah, she's great. All right, guys, you ready for a little uh, Wakanda? Always. I'm down. Wakanda coming at you. <laughs> okay, so if you do not want to be spoiled for the Black Panther, <clears throat> if you're like one of the only four people that haven't seen it. Oh, I'm sorry, Eric. <laughs> 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 That's okay, man. That's okay. I, while you guys were all out having fun, I was busy making the world work. Come <laughs> <laughs> on the finger on the pole. <laughs> if you, if you do, I don't even know what that means, man. No, that was good, though. Yeah, I, I, I know, but it was I, good. It was so good, I had nothing to say. Yeah, I dig like, that. Yeah, yeah, that, that was good. I've been shut down twice tonight. One was with the hard and fat and thick thing or whatever. If they that take was. it like that, you're going to get shut down for sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, right, sweet Jesus. I'll take it. <laughs> oh. So if you do want to be spoiled, if you don't want to be spoiled, please uh, forward this to the end because we're pretty much going to end the yeah. episode with the Black Panther talk. There's a lot to talk about. We have a voicemail from King Tom. We have an email. So let's, uh, let's get into uh, the world of Wakanda. Wakanda forever! Okay, we all saw it. I got to see it in New York City, which was an amazing experience. And I will, what we'll do is we'll just give our takes real quick. And then there's some stuff that I want to talk about that maybe we didn't pick up on while we mm-hmm. watched it. And uh, we'll go from there. Do you want to go first, Les? I'm not only going to because you're African American. I'm just wanting you to go first because you're staring at me. No, I'm just, yeah, I'll go first. I'll take the bull by the horns. Uh, the rhino. By the, the horns. Rhino. By ah, the horn. that's right. Horns. The horn, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. The horns, for sure. He wrangled that thing down. Very, very, very good story. Great storytelling. Ryan Coogler basically took source material, stuck to it, and put the twists on it that would make it necessary for people to not have to be comic fans in general to just watch a very good movie. There were a couple of things I didn't like. First thing I didn't like, if there is any con, I didn't like how they did Claw, how they just took him out, just just like casually got rid of him. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree, really didn't like that that they took down Killmonger too. I think he could have been a great, great addition or like, you know, second in command to other villains going forward or just in any other movie they could have because he was really just his his viciousness and his drive was just enough for me to say we need more of this we need 
more of, of Eric Killmonger, more villain types like him for sure. But other than that, the CGI was pretty good. I mean, I get that everybody didn't like the last fight scene, but it is what it is. Uh, are, you, whole... are you, you're hearing that? Yeah. Okay. So, cause that's, that's one of my like... gripes, not the fight scene. There's a specific part of that fight scene. That right. I, the, the, the CG started, looked a little too CG. It looked very DC. Right. But like the, the world building was great. The, the looking at Wakanda itself, the rituals they had, all the traditions, it, you were actually, transported and immersed into the culture i enjoyed all of that i enjoyed the the visuals with the the panther god and the the meteor and then the sand they used the sand oh, to yeah. do all that so it was just great just a great great i mean now is this like best picture worthy for oscars and stuff i i want to say yes but let's just say it was very very okay extremely entertaining in a way to start the year off, just a good way to start 2018. In your Marvel list, wh- where does it rank? Well, that's tough because it's so fresh as far as I go. It's, it's right. really fresh. Yeah, it's kind of hard to try and rate something out of 18 movies as well. It like, is. I've been is. trying to yes. think of- it is, but I, I, yeah, can, I can give you my like worst three. So mm-hmm. what, like your favorite three? Well, my favorite three, well, Civil War for sure is always going to be number one. It's just the, the sheer introduction of the Black yeah. Panther. Right. And the bringing home Spider Man, Ant Man doing Giant Man, like mm-hmm. those are all like major milestones. And the Empire Strikes Back reference, let's just not get crazy. Yes, that yeah, of <laughs> course. Uh, so Civil War is always going to be just the sheer facing off of two super teams going at it. Like the amount of, like remember we were sitting there, we're just both yeah, yeah, we're standing like yeah, it was amazing. Fuck, this is amazing. This is ridiculous. So yeah, Civil War is up there. Maybe number four right now. Okay. Just just now, just to give it a ranking. Uh, I want to see it some more. Well, people, everybody's jumping and saying this is number one. This is the best ever. I, I put it in my top three or four. I will put it in my top five, but that top five is always going to change. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and like I said, there's 18 movies. There's, right, you know, right. You, you watch first Avenger and you go, fuck. That's, that's my favorite. You watch Avengers, you know, the actual Avengers movie. And you're like, geez, this was great, too. And then you watch some and you go, this is a dog of a movie, like Dark World, obviously, and Iron Man 3. Boo, what did you think about it? Yeah, no, I, I have to agree with Les. It was, uh, it was great. I was thinking about it. First, initially seeing it, I didn't, it didn't, I, I didn't have like a awe-inspiring aura from the movie, but later, later on, you know, a couple of days later, thinking about all that was in it, every character is great. Nobody's a wasted character. Everybody's done really well. I do have to agree with Andy Serkis. I was pissed that they took him away. I was like, awesome. I get to see actually Andy Serkis, not with a bunch of, you know, little white dots on his fucking face and his, and his whole body. I actually get to see Andy Serkis and he dies. I'm like, son of a bitch. And his character was great. How just, how much of a, uh, a crazy nutbag he was. He was a nice change of pace because all the other bad guys have a purpose and have a, have a, a drive with him. He's just, eh, fuck it. He, he was almost like a, like a a Joker esque, just crazy. He's laughing. Right. He's having a great time, right. causing mayhem and killing people, that kind of thing. And I was pissed that he was uh, that that he was uh, taken out so quickly. He was a great character, just like all the other characters. They were fantastic. The action was awesome. I got a ton of hand to hand combat, just something that I love. You know, there's something to it that's just awesome. The choreography and all that. And then I also loved how they were able to show that Wakanda has been able to keep their tradition, like Les said, through hundreds of years. I, I thought that was very cool to see, you know, the rest of the world, how different it is. But then this place, although it is technologically advanced, 
beyond anything we know. They were able to keep, you know, uh, the way somebody becomes king is still a, a fight. Well, not to the death, but till somebody yields or somebody dies. That just, yeah, th- that just doesn't happen anymore. You know, it's, you know, you know, there's, you know, uh, was it voting and, you know, ascension and, you know, different things like that through, you know, uh, a monarchy. But no, this is something that they, they still hold on to, which I thought was really, really cool. Killmonger was, he was a really cool villain compared to other villains that are actual monsters, you know, people who are super. He, he wasn't, but he's still terrifying. He's still right. a threat. He's still a major, major threat. I, I think if you put him against other people, other, put him in situations with actual, like, uh, against Iron Man or Captain America or, you know, like the Vision or something like that, he'd still be a threat no matter what, no matter where you put right, him. Right, right. So I thought, I thought he was awesome. No, he'd be a great, you know, like if Loki was doing stuff, but Killmonger would have been like a great lieutenant, dark ops, yeah, on mm-hmm. the ground, infiltrating, mm-hmm. blowing, yeah. Well, t- talking to Haas today on the phone, we, he told me about Killmonger's is was one of the coolest villains, right? Haas, isn't that what you said about Killmonger? One of the coolest yeah. villains that, that Marvel's had. <laughs> so, from a motivations, a storyline, and and like what the character did in the movie, absolutely, and. Uh, it's one of those things that I sort of agree with. One of the sort of common complaints about the Marvel movies is sometimes they're hit or miss with the villains. Sometimes the movies can be more of a uh, showcase for the heroes and the villains are almost secondary at times. So, and it seems like they're getting a lot better with that. Like I, um, uh, what's Kate Blanchett's name in Ragnarok? Hella, 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 Hella. Hella I thought was really cool. Uh, I liked Ego and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, but not a huge fan of Michael B. Jordan's performance. And this is something that you've been saying since you've seen him perform. Really? I'm just not a big fan of the guy. And then Johnny saw the movie before me and he was like, dude, this is the movie that'll turn you around on him. And it just didn't, I don't, I can't exactly put on, put my finger on it. Like I said, the character, his motivations, everything but the performance was great to me and it even his performance didn't ruin the character or the movie for me if that makes sense right and i went to see the movie at like an 11 o'clock showing today it was me and one other guy who was sitting about four rows behind me and you know it's that awkward thing just two dudes in a theater not acknowledging each other's presence and you guys remember the part where he's like when i tell you to burn something you burn that shit you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The dude behind me starts howling and goes, this dude is so corny. And huh. then came down the three or four rows and tapped me on the shoulder. And he's like, am I being too hard? This guy's kind of corny, right? And I was like, yeah, he's a little corny. <laughs> don't, don't touch me. <laughs> so, yeah, I was a little uh, awkward seat, out. <laughs> like, no, and that, no. He sat behind me the rest of the movie, <laughs> and we had a we had a little dialogue going. I was like, "Fuck it, might as well have a good time with this dude. He's here to have fun. I'm here to have fun. Please don't kill me." Yeah, please. <laughs> but you overall really liked the film, right? Huh? Loved it. Going to go see it again a second time, which I haven't done with one of the Marvel movies, even though I really enjoy them since probably the first Avengers. I think that's the last one I saw more than once, um, in the theater and. Jesse really wants to see it and couldn't go today. So we're going to go see it and I'll see it for a second time. I really like the progression of age of Ultron. We get claw. We sort of learn about 
uh, Vibranium. I think they even sort of mention Wakanda for the first time in that one, right? Yes. There's some sort of reference to yeah, it. Uh, yeah, Banner right. is talking about the symbol that pops up during, um, I guess, when they were creating Vision. Mm-hmm. There's like a symbol right. that pops up and uh, about, or I think Stark was like, we need to look for, um, he's looking to upgrade himself. We need to look for the be- the strongest thing, and then it's Vibranium. And then okay. there's a symbol that uh, Claw got branded with. And then for being like, a thief, it's yeah. from Wakananda, Wakadia, Wakanda. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, they end up in like Somalia or something, and that's the big fight in the ship. And then, you know, Civil War, we get introduced to Black Panther and his dad, and that all goes down, and he's like, in a movie where uh, my favorite character ever, Spider-Man, sorry, Boo, gets (laughs) introduced into the Marvel Universe, like, I came out of it being like, Spider-Man was awesome, but damn, Black Panther was badass, you know? And and then they did a really good job of this one of continuing on those threads that they, you know, sewed two years ago, you know, or long. It's almost been three years now since. No, it has been three years since Age of Ultron. They've been pushing this thing for yeah three years Mm -hmm. now. And then remember, uh, first Avenger, they they mentioned. I don't know if they mentioned Wakanda, but in Captain America, first Avenger, Howard Stark is talking about the shield and he goes. I got it. I I got just enough, or something like. I forget the quote. That's but right. Was, he's like, I yeah, that's the one I thought they said something about it. To be is someone was friendly enough to give us some and let us right. use it. And, and yeah, so and Wakanda's um, been mentioned before. Yes, mm-hmm. and something I really liked about it is one thing that every now and then kind of gets on my nerves about the Marvel universe. Not to take away from it or anything, but like with the solo movies. The solo hero movies, it's almost like they're a trailer or a preview for the big team up Mm -hmm. that, you know, they try to mix in some of the Avengers stuff like an Ant-Man when he goes to the Avengers quarter uh, headquarters and gets in a fight with um, the Falcon and stuff. Well, it was cool. It also felt kind of unnecessary, like you could just do an Ant-Man story without having to tie it too much in since it is his solo movie. And they didn't do that in Infinity War, which I appreciated. There was no Infinity Stone, or not Infinity War, uh, Black Black Panther. Black Panther, yeah. There was no Infinity Stone. And then you still got your cool after credit sequence that did sort of set up something for Mm -hmm. Infinity War. So I I, I like when they take that approach and don't necessarily have to... Shove it in your face. Yeah, do a whole lot of more setup for the next movie than they need to. It was nice and focused on Black Panther, the amazing cast, um, like all of the Wakandan uh, cast, Black Panther. I'm going to fuck these up. Uh, Shuri is his sister, correct? Shuri was yeah, fantastic. Shuri, yeah. The lady who plays Michonne, what's her character name? Uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Is it, uh, is it Nakia? O- Oki? No, Nakia is Okuda. 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 Yeah. Excellent. Holy shit. She was amazing. Nakia. Yeah. And Lupita Nyongo. Amazing. Mm -hmm. She likes better every movie, by the way. Forrest Whitaker was great. Yeah, he was Uh, awesome. Was it Angela Bassett was his mom, right? Angela Bassett was the mom. Fucking great. Uh, uh, Yeah, man. And I'm so excited that we're going to get all those characters, well, not all of them, but a good portion of those characters in Infinity War as well. Yes. And we're getting an Infinity War trailer uh, coming out this week as a alleged rumor. Yes. Uh, right? Good morning at GMA. Oh, good, a, uh, final, a final trailer. Infinity tra- War is yeah. going to drop a final trailer. And on GMA. On good morning, America. And I guarantee you, 
it's going to be re remixed or fixed up or re-edited to have a shitload of Black Panther and a lot of Wakandans in it. Yeah. Just watch. Well, they, they already had oh, a yeah. ton of it in the first one. Yeah, they did. But they, I mean, they had like an, more. Yeah, they watch. had like an entire Wakandan yeah. army running out. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, but after this movie, that army looks even better if, right. from that trailer. You're just like, holy shit. If if the Royal Guard is like this, the the rest of the you know the rest of the Wakandan army has to be, you know, maybe a step behind if that. So that's gonna be fucking incredible. And think about how much money Infinity War is gonna make. Not only is it we're, we're, it's one of the most anticipated films in the last what five ten years, whatever. Yeah. But the people that saw Black Panther that didn't that, that don't normally go to these kind mm-hmm. of movies, they are gonna be lined up to see any kind of Wakandan to Black mm-hmm. Panther in this film. Absolutely. It's so, can I ask you guys a Marvel question real quick? I uh, I've been pondering this, and I figured Les and Boo might be my oracles to go to, my watchers. Um, <laughs> Evangeline Lilly, who plays um, the Wasp, the Wasp, uh, she is not in Infinity War, at least as the Wasp, but she's in Part Four. And in an interview, she described Avengers. Four as being like the last season of Lost, okay? And in the last season of Lost, there's some weird alternate universe stuff going on, right? Yep. Like alternate realities and things. Mm-hmm. So is she hinting that there's going to be some crazy reality gem shit at the end of Infinity War that leaves us on a cliffhanger and... You know, Avengers four opens up with like, a you know, a, a version of the Marvel Universe we're not familiar with. Like, is would they go that far? Is that something the reality Jim can even do? I've been wondering what that meant since she said it. I'm going to I'm going to say something before the experts say something. And I'm, gonna, I'm asking you both the same question. Can Dr. Strange do something like that? Not he has the time stone. OK, but what he can do with the time stone if he holds on to it is counter the reality gym. So he can take it best. So if the reality gym can jack things up. So it can make it to where Banner's not the Hulk mm-hmm. or, you know, Captain America aged, you know, fully. He the didn't, correct way. Yeah, he fully didn't, you know, he didn't get frozen and he aged a certain way, which I think the Scarlet Witch did something. Is it Civil War or Civil War Two? Or which is, I think it's Avengers she, X-Men. What did she do? She, she did. completely. Yeah. Well, yes. And gave Other everyone, M. Or uh, House of M. Yes. House right? of M. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. And she gave everyone what they wanted. So Spider-Man, Uncle Ben was alive. Yeah. And he was with Gwen Stacy. Uh, she apparently, Scarlet Witch had two kids mm-hmm. with the vision that were never existed uh magnus was the lord of the realm like he was lord of the world mm-hmm. uh it was just a completely jacked up weird crazy reality and i that's because that's what her true powers are in the books but with the reality stone maybe they do I, yeah it's not out of it's not out of the question see, see but the I, tough thing with that is is that uh they've never done reality warping yet in, in Marvel Comics, there's a ton of reality warpers who people could just right. change things where, you know, like Les said, Bruce Banner doesn't have the Hulk anymore or uh, it doesn't have the Hulk inside of him anymore. Shit like that. They've never done something like that. I understand with the Infinity Gauntlet and we start dealing with the, the, the reality stone, we could change a lot of shit. 
The only thing that I could see them doing is trying to give the idea or start the idea of having the X-Men in there. Have the, the, no, 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 not have them in the movie, but begin that process. Make it a, make it a known fact, but actually make that a big part of the movie and actually change things. I don't know. I don't know. That, 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 that's just you trying to. I, I go I to the think future. That's just you trying to say, let's get the X Men going. I, oh no, I I would I would love that. I wonder, yeah. I wonder but, if they're gonna leave the the fourth one because the fourth one's pretty much done. Yeah, right. Right. I wonder if they're gonna leave it ambiguous and on the editing floor right now, and they're gonna wait for this deal to go through or not go through to see if they're gonna do reshoots with one or two at the very All end. All they have they to should. do to set up a reality warping thing is to have like Star Lord never leave the Earth. Mm. It never becomes Star Lord. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, just end it on a cliffhanger where, <laughs> you know, Hope, where uh, the wasp is chilling and she's eating breakfast next to Peter Quill. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the hell just happened? That, that's, uh, he's not supposed to be there. Right. And you just go, uh, and then that's it. And you're like, what the bleep? Just, just what? I don't see Marvel fuck? doing that, dude. No, but no, they could do something uh, like that and have people going, holy shit, what right. the fudge is going on? Well, in but, but I think the I'm most... just saying you could see, you could take any character. Oh, absolutely. They should they should have a big moment, not not necessarily if with reality stone, but just reality warping. At uh, I for I'm not sure if it's Infinity War or Infinity Gauntlet. When Thanos first gets the gauntlet. He blinks out half the life in the universe. Yes. Right. Just just as just to do it. Uh, yeah, just as a show of force, just as a show of power. That is that is not necessary reality warping, but that puts things on a different scale, which I think could make it easier for them to have a, a reality warping concept be better swallowed. When you put put the spoonful of sugar. Because we've never had something like that, something that powerful, and to show that there's a difference now. There's there's something going on that is beyond what they know and what they can comprehend when that happened. That that I could see happening, and it should. I hope something like that happens because that is that is one of the craziest things that's happened in in, in Marvel comics. Is that is that uh that uh you know him blinking out the half the yeah, half the life in the universe? Go ahead, Haas. You want to say something? Oh, I was just going to say as as far as your thoughts about will they add anything to Avengers four to reflect the the deal with Fox? Yes. I think it could happen, but the one thing I would say, I was reading an article that said if this this Disney, because this isn't a done deal, not at all. Like, no. there's going to be like investigations by the government and stuff mm-hmm. because of the size of this deal. And what I was reading that is best case scenario, if everything goes smoothly and the deal goes through, it won't be finalized until probably like the end of next year, even. So this is going to take a while. Right. Yeah, like 2020 so, time, yeah. <clears throat> before they own it all outright. And then, you know, if if it's looking likely for them, they could always start developing, you know, some properties with the Marvel characters they're going to get. But I don't know that they would have uh, enough time and be able to alter Avengers 4 in any huge way. No, no, no I'm not saying uh, in a huge no. way. It could even be a cutscene at the very end where – Somebody shows up. Storm shows up. Oh yeah, I'm not saying even like a, yeah. Even they, they, uh, the claws, shadow of his claws, just something. You know, yeah. What I mean? It it doesn't have to be right on the nose. It just has right. to be a right. a right. a holy shit. I know yeah. what that means. It doesn't even have to be a well, person. It could just be like yeah. you said, a shadow right. or a or a certain line or somebody's voice mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, that's plenty. Yeah. Well, in in all honesty, 
they could do something as simple as just mention mutants mm-hmm. existing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and like, because they can't say that can't even in, say the uh, word. That's right. in in the Marvel Universe right now. So if they yeah. just threw that out, that would be enough. And if something happened and it didn't come through, you know, they don't. It's it, this deal, like apparently Comcast is even considering making a bigger deal uh, or making a bigger offer, like out offering oh, uh, Disney for it. So this is by far not a done deal yet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um but I think if Disney wants it bad enough, they can probably They'll still force it. it. Exactly. Yeah. I, I have a take on this whole alternating universe kind of thing that you guys did. So this is what we were talking about with Flashpoint with DC, mm-hmm. changing things up. This would be that kind of thing. In Not the same thing, but in in that realm. In my opinion, they're going to keep these characters, the ones that stay alive, in the fold as their characters and not change them just in case the next phase doesn't work out meaning tony stark's going to be tony stark and we might not see tony stark for another five films but you might have him pop in here and there you know what i mean or black widow or hawkeye those kind of guys aren't going to be your main avengers they're not going to be at the forefront no but i think they're going to keep them the same kind of characters and same and same aspect of what they're doing just to have them pop in and out just to give it kind of a normalcy well no yeah that's that's, yeah that's not too much of a stretch to have happen so i, I just well think, that's what i'm saying is i don't think they're going to go the route that changing things up no but not I think, permanently yeah not permanently, not permanently but i think just to throw that curveball to add to that reality thing is just as simple as putting something that wasn't there there so even going as far as and i mean even as simple as having quicksilver come back to life Right, but see, that and, would work for you guys. That around. would work for comic book fans. But, no, but the general audience, the, the general audience would go, what the fuck just happened? No, exactly. And that's what they're supposed to do. That's how, it, it, look, let's really get down to it. All of this is how comic book crossover events go. Mm-hmm. Haas, you know this. Please back I do. me up. This is how <clears> it goes. <throat> you get Secret Wars or you get Infinity and you get all the little side books and you get these little tie-ins and that's how it goes yeah but they're they're doing does that it, translate into film though? yes they're doing it the it has so far it has so far okay exactly that's why downey said watch all 18 of these movies in this order a specific order and that'll have you ready for infinity War. okay because they all all that's why all the post-credit scenes do little things that may not advance the story in a certain way but when you put it all in a perspective you go oh shit and it all lines right up so okay that's pretty so, much how it works the one thing i would say is like i could just see like because you know originally it was going to be infinity war one and two and they changed that because sort of the trend of splitting a, a third movie and a trilogy into to two movies died off right but right. for all intents and purposes that's what avengers 4 is thanos is still going to be the the villain in a, avengers 4 yes so i could almost see a situation where infinity war is his quest for the stones and towards the end of the movie before the big final battle of part 3 he assembles all the stones and pulls off some crazy cliffhanger type shit that has to get resolved in 4 where they could do some weird stuff and then but it won't be permanent they're not going to make huge changes, especially if you no. look at like the stuff we already know is coming out. Like a couple months after Avengers four, we're getting Spider-Man two. So obviously, you know, they're not wiping Spider-Man out of the universe yeah, or anything true. like that. Exactly. You know, it's 
you know, the things get fucked up in the comic book realities and it's an uh, opportunity for them to tell a weird story and then put it back to the normal status quo. Exactly. The question I have is with all these big name actors now through the Avengers and stuff, their contracts are all expiring with Avengers four. They're all expiring. Mm -hmm. So are they prepping us for a new team of Avengers that has like Dr. Strange, Black Panther, maybe a couple of the guardians, um, Ant-Man, uh, and thing in Spider-Man and things like that. Yes. Or will they, you know, will they use that as an opportunity to recast? I hope not. I hope it's just passing the torch on to the next team. No, and I think that's what okay. Roger's trying to say. Is yeah, they, they that's do exactly that, what I'm trying to say. Huh? Our new team is like what we got at the end of Winter Soldier. Right. Am I wrong? No. Winter Civil Soldier. War. Civil, Civil War. Civil War. No, 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 no. Winter Soldier where they're at. Yes. Headquarters. That's right. Right. Scarlet Witch. And yes. The Vision yeah. is there. So War Machine. Yeah. That will do that. Yeah. So their their contracts will expire, but I think they'll have to do appearances but the, the, so my, rog my, you have my, a point my, no my, my question is can those actors sustain this storyline for people to go i mean we're so enamored with tony stark with robert downey jr with with chris evans we're so enamored with them right if, but now black panther is coming to the mix right and they're gonna lose spider-man again by the time the next phase is over but which no, they're is, gonna th- dude they're gonna throw money at oh, sony yeah, I I hope they're, they're, they're gonna make sure they keep their hands on him with okay. the amount of what's going on they're just gonna buy sony is, because with 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 yeah yeah they're gonna buy sony <laughs> but with spider-man and black panther absolutely they can sustain this no thing. and that's what you do so instead of doing an iron man five or whatever yeah or a thor four whatever you just go the new teams they get their solos so you have spider-man two then you'll get Black, Black Panther, Panther 2. 2. You'll get another mm-hmm. Captain Marvel movie after yeah. that. You know, maybe you get Vision and the Scarlet Witch. You may get another Ant-Man and Wasp movie. And then you have another mega movie. Yeah, gotcha. And that's right. how it maybe, goes. Gotcha. Like you, you said, know. the appearances come back, and then all of a sudden, we need to call in Stark and Rogers, mm-hmm. and boom, they can come totally in. see it now. Yeah. And that's how and, it works. So, and yes. the possibility of all the Fox-owned characters. We exactly. could be looking well, at crazy. the Fantastic Four and the X-Men getting added to the universe as well. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if they have to take a break from Iron Man. From right. Well, I don't, know, I don't either. Captain I think they, they need it. Um, I'm, just, I'm just worried that the, the actors that they have at this juncture, can they sustain the, the success but after, I well, after Black, Black Panther, I, I totally have changed my mind. It, it, it I would agree. Yeah. No, it, it will be a dip. It will be a dip. There's there's no way not to say that there won't be because these are the, of course, now they've they've pushed themselves higher as far as Marvel hierarchy um, because, you know, they're, they're in the movies. These are the front runners, a, a characters, right, Les? Most of them are A characters compared to the other ones that are coming in are B characters. Yeah. Yes. So yes, there's there's no as, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is right. this is like uh Coachella. This is the not the headliners. Exactly. It's the second, it's the second stage. Yeah. Exactly. They're trying to make them the headliners. Yes. It's like South by Southwest and trying to get picked up. But they they're not the Hulks. No. And they're not the you know Iron Man. Even though Iron Man wasn't a huge character no, he in was the, not. It was he not as a secondary not. character that's made him a huge character. Exactly. Yeah. So So my question is this then. So okay Money is in terms of money, like you said, it will be a dip. But if Captain Marvel makes two hundred and fifty million dollars, is that right. okay? 
You know what I mean? Are you expecting blockbuster smashes like Black Panther? No, I'm not talking well, about. The, I'm not talking about the standalones at all. I'm talking about when the Avengers unite. Will it be? Right. Will team? it be that the excitement? Would it be as high as it is now? I think so. I think it'll. Start. I would. I would have questioned the same thing if I hadn't just seen Black Panther. Yeah, me to me, mm-hmm. Black Panther is the new Iron Man yes. for the Marvel Universe. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And he comes with the incredible supporting cast, too. So yeah. you may not have technological genius Tony Stark there, but you got Shuri. Yes, you do. You sure do. And she's badass, you know. And if Captain Marvel is a huge hit. I See, the thing is, is like, when you look at movies like, say, Ant-Man or Doctor Strange, they weren't like gigantic hits by any means. Like they weren't Black Panther money. Well, you know what? Do- but people but don't really know this. Do- Do- Doctor Strange is one of the highest grossing Marvel standalone films of all time. And yes. and a lot of people don't know that. No. They just uh, assume that it, well, it didn't do well. It did extremely well yeah, globally. So that's what my point is, is. What's three hundred million dollars? It's it's still good, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Even I'm not. I'm more not. More than that. Yeah, I'm not talking about that deal. because, like, but like Haas says, right, Ant Man's yes. not going to make as much as these no, rest but, of films. But yeah, just having. I think the wave is still going to roll. I think it's still good. I think we're okay having Black Panther, like Haas said, taking up the mantle, at least pushing and and re- raising the adrenaline again. You know what I mean? It's a spike. He's he spiked the adrenaline. This whole movie has basically push things forward you got so much you can build off of and just utilize in every way because i mean we've ventured off topic here but yeah we did you're right shuri (laughs) is a great addition she's obviously the brains in wakanda Mm -hmm. for sure and then you still have denai guerrera's character who let's just be honest the actress herself she probably needs to be in more movies she needs because she's this movie alone showed me that she belongs on the big screen michonne she's great as michonne but She's whipping spears around and kicking ass. I thought she carried the movie at times. It was her, yeah. So she was in the field, like second in command, rolling with T'Challa everywhere. And her her comedic timing was great. Just great timing. Just (laughs) Yeah, just awesome. Snatching her wig off and throwing it at somebody and whooping ass. Come on. (laughs) Just legit. She was as badass as it gets. And we still haven't even gotten to Daniel Kaluuya and then uh, the guy that played M'Baku. They, oh, Mbaku was awesome. They're, they're, the whole they were just great. No, the cast was amazing. Just great. So, yeah, uh, Wakanda is definitely going to have some shoulders to carry the Marvel franchise forward for a while. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Hoss is right. Back. After I saw, after I walked out, I was like, okay, well, we know who's going to lead this thing oh, yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, no, and he, uh, I think, he obviously joins the Avengers. He, that's part of one. Of, I think isn't that one of the teams, Hoss? Isn't Spider-Man and Black Panther on a team together for a while? So wasn't that sort of like an early 2000s version of the uh, Avengers? Wasn't it Black Panther? I'm probably wrong about this, but Black Panther, Spider-Man, Wolverine was part of the yeah, Avengers at was, that uh, point. I think it was Secret Avengers or something like that. And yeah. It, so it was and, after uh, Dark Reign with um, – so Norman Osborn is like Lex Luthor, so he's like president of the United mm-hmm. States. and he, He's still evil. He does. He's the Iron Patriot and – yeah, he has like his Avengers are basically the evil Avengers, but it's masked and then secret Avengers is. Yeah, I think it's those guys. So it's like Scott Lang, uh, who's Ant-Man. And, yeah, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Black Panther. Yeah. Ronin, right? Who turned out to be Daredevil. Am I wrong about that? Ronin was Daredevil. Uh, Ooh. You got me on that was one. Was that his name? 
I'm stuck ah. on that one. I saw a movie with the Robert but, De Niro but just, called Robert. Uh, to throw that out there, speaking of Daredevil, Black T'Challa actually took over for Daredevil for a while in the book. So he ran around in Hell's Kitchen as Daredevil for a while. And, and T'Challa that. and Storm got it going on for a while. They were right? married. Yeah, they they had a, a marriage. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and then I think Luke Cage was part of that whole because he led the Avengers for a while too. So during Secret Invasion, him and Tony Stark were going at it. Okay. So gotcha. Yeah, you keep we keep forgetting about them too. Yeah, man. I it, I'm telling you right now, if I see the Netflix dudes on screen, I'm gonna shit myself. I'll shit, I'll shit myself <laughs> in the theater. If I Take see, a diaper. if I see Jessica Jones chilling with one of their Daredevil on on screen, like I will, dude, that would be unreal, unreal. Uh, yeah, and that would be amazing. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll give my quick, real quick take. Yeah, we I love the movie. I loved everything about the movie. Uh, only faults the CGI when they're falling down in the final battle scene looked very DC-ish to me. Mm-hmm. Like when they're punching each other. I, I didn't even think it was necessary. Like having them fall down, hit the ground. Everything else went well. I thought this CGI was great. Even the Rhino was amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, they they Marvel knows what they're doing. I just thought that was a little bit shitty. Didn't like Claw being killed that way mm-hmm. and, and so easily killed. And uh, Killmonger, I kind of see what Haas is saying. I, he was kind of over the top for me. I'm I do like Michael B. Jordan. I just think that michael b jordan is being the same type of guy in every movie that he's been in now Mm. from fruitville from creed i didn't see fantastic four so i I can't tell you how he was in that one but he he seems like even Mm. chronicle he was kind of like that uh okay so Mm. to defend or play devil's advocate Mm. fruitvale it was a true story but he's from oakland right that's no i get it I get that. Oh, and it was a true story, and, and they based it on that character. Which they completely changed a few things, obviously, yeah. from the book. Uh, Kill, you know, he's from Oakland, too. He grew up in Oakland. So that's the hood coming out of him. And, and Coogler is from Oakland, by and the way. And Coogler's from Oakland, also. And they used Oakland in there because it was part of the back, the original areas where the Black Panther movement that's started right. as well. Yes. So uh, that was purposely done. I, I just, I get what you're saying, but. This is what happened. I'm, okay, I don't know how. This is what happens when you get a guy like Michael B. Jordan, who also played a character in The Wire. So he was Wallace. So he was a drug dealer. Which was very much like he these roles as well. Yes. So I think the way he portrayed this is also because there's all these deep, you know what I mean, underlying stories and tones. If sure. you really break it down, is him just saying, you know what? Yeah. That, is that we're all we're good for is to be thugs then i'll be the ultimate you know the ultimate street thug from oakland and yeah i'm gonna carry my little gangster accent and it can it come off as corny or over the top a little bit yeah i guess so but i loved it i i, I wanted a different thing but he did switch into you know african when he had to but yeah i think it was fine and, and like, just like ha said it didn't take anything away from the film like didn't distract me to a point where i'm like fuck that's kind of you know i'm not Mm -hmm. like he was he was good enough and he was fine i got no problems with it and he was up for being lando by the way Mm -hmm. right haas he was one of the finalists of the three there was like three finalists and he was one of them was he i'm not sure i just remember being real pissed off that that dude miles teller was up for han solo yeah no (laughs) he's a 
He's a son of a bitch to work with. <laughs> Eric, you still there, buddy? Eric, did Eric leave us? Oh, man, I think he fell asleep. No, I'm here. I I muted my mic because there's shit going on across the street. Hear me I didn't, crying. I didn't bring you up because I just said that he's a son of a bitch to work with. I don't want you to get mixed messages there. <laughs> I, I love him. I really do. I don't think you do, man. <laughs> if I didn't love work with you, I wouldn't uh, be talking to you for 45 minutes to an hour on my way to work. Mornings. Oh, Dude, I don't think you understand what love means. <laughs> I want to know what love is. Oh, we're going. We're going. Okay, you want that's the downfall for her. That's the downfall for her, dude. We went from jukebox hero, cold as ice. We went from cold as ice, jukebox hero to I want to know what fucking love is, dude. That's the downfall. (laughs) I'm gonna get some foreigner tweets now. (laughs) Shit, dude. Okay, real quick. I was in this cover band with this guy named Jeff, and he was uh, he was half black. Which that's a whole other story, but I begged him <laughs> to. He was a singer to do "Dirty White Boy," and, and oh. he was not having it. I'm like, that would be the funniest thing awesome. in the world. He that would have been great. That would have been great. <sighs> I'm glad you're still there, though. Yeah, dude, I am. We we woke oh. him up from his nap. That's why. No, no, dude. Speaking of shit going on across the street, my neighbors across the street moved. Oh shit! The ones that were causing all the the ruckus. Yeah, the ruckus neighbors. Yeah, yeah. nice. Oh. They probably you guys want to hear a, they a fucked up neighbor you. story? Oh yes, I do. <laughs> so Sunday night, I had a three day weekend this week because of President's Week. Nice uh, President's nice? Day. So I was uh, hanging out the house playing some video games like midnight. Right, I roll out onto my front step to smoke a cigarette, and as I'm sitting there, I see a car slow rolling down my street now since i've lived in this house over the past like in the span of three years i've had my car broken into twice shit one was fairly recent in the past couple of months and this car slow rolls down my street they stop next to every car on the street for a few seconds and then continue moving on i'm like well this is suspicious (laughs) when they get to my house the passenger door opens and a dude gets out of his car or out of the car and starts walking up to my car. Oh, no. And you have you ever have one of those situations where you see something happening and you're like, am I really seeing this shit right now? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Slap and so I had to collect myself and all I could get out was, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and the dude, boy, he took off running the car that was driving him peeled out. And he had to run and catch up to it. And no, I ran left him. That's so fucked up. <laughs> I ran. I had to run and all right, wheeled real fast inside and got Jesse. And I was like, "We got to go drive around the neighborhood." I think I just saw the person that's been breaking into our car. Oh shit! Did you do that? Yeah, we. I mean, by the time we got out to the car and stuff, they were long gone. That is a story. That is, yeah. No, that's intense. Dang man, brothers. <laughs> I was thinking you maybe doing? that your next door neighbors saw you playing naked, like you said you do your guitar. Maybe they saw Are you, you kidding? I wouldn't. I would have never gotten rid of him then. Oh, no. nice, <laughs> nice. using his ding dong as the whammy bar. Oh, that's right. Oh, whammy. <laughs> or his, or his clit as the pick. Oh, oh, oh that ain't. I'm sorry. Nice. I'm. Sorry. That's not nice. I went. I'll edit that. He, he edit just that. put up with like an hour and a half of Marvel talk. Yes. Yeah, Don't say that about that. Done. I wasn't taking a nap. 
All right, let's, let, let's get right back on the Black Panther thing real quick. Mm. So, was it my favorite Marvel movie? It's up there. It's really good. Really, mm-hmm. really good. Even the cutscenes were good. I like the little jab at, at our president of the United States yeah. in there on the first cutscene. And the second cutscene actually progressed the story of what Boo always says. If you're going to give me a cutscene, uh, uh, cut yeah, move us forward. But, but what I think it is, I think it's the most important Marvel film. Yes. Probably the most important superhero film. And when I was walking in, to see it in New York City, first thing I saw was this five-year-old, beautiful little African-American girl standing with her mom, taking a picture in front of the cardboard cutout. And I said to my, I said to Lorena, I said, when would we ever see that? Like this girl, this little girl is so pumped up to go see a superhero movie. And it's because she's going to see people with the same skin color as she. Mm -hmm. And it was it was really cool, and it was really cool to see it in a theater in New York City with seventy five percent of the people were African American. That was a whole other experience, and I was so happy for them because they were happy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the most important Marvel film, a superhero film uh, that we've had. It's very cool. So there you have it. The Kugler they did really did the research, and they went straight from the pages. Yes, of some of the most famous the, yeah, uh, Black comics Panther stuff, yeah. comics. Did you guys pick up on the Back to the Future reference with the shoes? Oh, yeah, yeah, they tie themselves or, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. was a direct reference to Back mm-hmm. to the Future sneakers. The waterfall death that Black Panther originally had, straight from the panels mm. of one of the comic books. And it's the comic book that they pulled a lot of it from. It's called Panther's Rage. That was by Don McGregor was a writer for that one. Okay. And we talked about Oakland. Mm-hmm. One of the cool things is the Pan-African flag colors. The scene, the, the skyfall scene that I call it, the oh, yeah. casino scene. If you look at the three main characters, when they come in, they're the only ones that are wearing red, black, and green. Green, yes. And they're standing next to each other on the balcony. It it represents the the Pan-African flag. My stepdad said that. Oh, you see caught on that? That's the colors. Oh, that's really cool. And nobody else in that scene, no one is wearing those colors. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, very cool. And also... I read somewhere, and I got all these from Screen Rant, by the way. They had some cool things Yeah, in and there. there's a lot of other breakdowns that are out there. YouTube. Yeah, there's great stuff. Too. And I think the last thing was there's a Doctor Strange reference, kind of. When Killmonger orders uh, the, his, the War Dog spies to get ready, one of the characters tell him their forces are ready in New York, London, and Hong Kong. Mm. And yeah, those are the, the three uh, areas, uh-huh. right? The, the houses are, I think. Yes, Exactly. The Sanctum Sanctorum. There, there you go. go. Sanctum Sanctorums. So there's some cool stuff mm-hmm. out there. There's more stuff if you really want to get into it. But they definitely did their research and they try to stay true to the story on most of the stuff, which was great. And then uh, remember back when we recorded before this, the last episode, you asked if yes they were going to tackle certain issues. <laughs> yeah. The whole movie. The whole movie was the entire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like Haas, I, said, I asked Les, would you like this film? If it was just an amazing comic book film and comic book just like embodies everything you wanted out of a comic book film, but it didn't hit any social issues. Oh, and he, and he said, man, I absolutely think it kind of made the movie. It made the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. And then mm-hmm. they, 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 uh, they did they, both in yeah, space and yeah, in so wonderful ways. Did it all. Like, exactly. Oh, um, yeah. And, and they did the militant versus nonviolent you know the violent versus nonviolent mm-hmm. thing the malcolm versus martin kind of thing was there 
I love the and, fact that they brought up slavery <laughs> and you we've been sitting here in Wakanda and yes. letting all this shit go down. Yeah, exactly. Something I really like about it, it's it's something I actually end up gravitating towards in a lot of stories I like. In fact, it's something you find in Star Wars a lot. It's a story about the younger generation, the new generation, making up for the mistakes of the previous generation. Right. That's right. That's true. And and like I you know, that's the original Star Wars trilogy. The mm-hmm. galaxy is fucked because of the previous generation. And now it's up to the, the younger generation to form a rebellion and, and stop that shit. It's kind of what we're seeing in the sequel to the sequel trilogy in Star Wars. Um, so I think yeah. that's pretty rad. And I thought they did a really good job uh, from that sort of point of view as well. Yeah, the the breaking of traditions and it's time for someone to take us in a new direction and, and we need to fix this now and that kind of thing. It was just... Yeah, man, the whole movie, you know, from the beginning when they showed uh, Sterling K. Brown's character and he's so saying, happy he was in it, by the way. Yeah. And then I'm like, a big oh, fan shit, of This dude. Is Us he's to huge, see him yeah. on screen. And I didn't know he was in it to see him on screen. Yes. It was awesome for and me. Then, I was like, oh, it's my man. From this is us. Right. Yeah. And then to see that and in the, the same theme, you know, what we're not helping people like us. We're not doing something for our people. We need to do something for our people. Which, I and it talking- made and it made total sense, right? Like yes. you were like, shit, this fu- the, the the villain of this film is a hundred percent right here, in a way, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. He just his his methods were horrible. Yeah, his but, methods were horrible, and and that, that that's not lost. Everybody's basically coming to the same conclusion. Talking to a coworker today, what he asked was, is what does that really mean? And I said, well, if you think of other cultures throughout the world, or at least here in the United States, for sure, they can lean on each other. They're able to come together in some ways and stick to each other, stick with each other and help each other out or bring each other up. And the black community is so splintered in certain respects. You know, you have the elites and then you have, you know, they're not helping the poor. They're not. That's not it's not that it's not happening, but it's like. They're not the whole village is not rising together. Right. In some respects. Gotcha. And it's easy for, you know, the Asian community in some ways to stick together. You know, they, they find a way to still have communities and have their own thing. You know, like there's Chinatown or the, you know, some places that are historic. Right. There's no, every city's got a Chinatown. Right. Or a little Italy. You know, let's go here. Like most people tell you not to go. Like, you know, don't go to Oakland. Don't, don't go over there. You don't want to go over there. You know, if you want to, yeah, it's like, Ah, shit. Like, uh, it's there. Like, it's just. Watts, comp. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, don't go out, don't cross those tracks. Right. You know what I mean? If you want to, you want your car to be in one piece, don't. If you want to go to Compton, stay on the industrial side of Compton. Don't go on that side of Compton. Yeah, but it's like, oh, we're going to go to San Francisco and go to Chinatown and enjoy, you know, go to New York and do this, that, and the other. Absolutely right. I never thought of it that way. You know, or you go to another district and there's the, the Indian people have a bazaar and all that other stuff. And, Oh, I ate some food here and it was a great experience, but that's not there. Like, it's not a thing. Like, even though it, in some places there is a renaissance, you know, some places are fixed and, uh, Harlem had its whole deal and all that stuff. But you know what? There was a while where it was like, don't take your ass to Harlem. Oh, there was, you know, don't, was, don't you go to Harlem. Absolutely. Don't, don't mess around in East yeah. Orange, New Jersey. Don't do it. Like, you're, don't go there. And that stuff is what needs to change. That's the kind of things that need to be addressed. That's why this movie is important. That's one of the reasons. That's why 
Offset and Lil Yachty are buying out theaters so black kids could see the movie. That's why LeBron James is like, take my money. I'm going to make sure I make that, that people see this movie. Mm-hmm. And so did Kugler, and so did uh, yes, Oprah uh, did it. Oh yeah, every, everyone did it. And it. you know what? If that is the start, then at this point in time, and what we're dealing with, or what just the landscape is, then great. Is this? I'm going to say this now. Is this the first black superhero movie? No, Blade was the first one mm-hmm. and by the way it. wesley snipes and he tried to try make to a make black this Panther film. movie but the yeah. technology was no there. no no no. i get it could he have made it though i think so but you know what first of all you have to give him his propers for because blade was a good movie and not mm-hmm. only was it good it was it was commercially successful well no and blade is the first if you think about it, it's the first like trilogy the first marvel movie right you know yeah. if you really really want to give i know it gets lost in the shuffle and Yes, the third one wasn't as good, even though I did like the fact they brought Hannibal King in, which is I never saw cool. one. a major, mm-hmm. major deal as far as Blade goes. But this movie just represents so much more because the, the, the climate is a whole nother. It's just a different climate, right? So, <sighs> I, I mean, and I could go on forever. Go ahead. Really, Blade, uh, you got to give some credit to Blade for the onslaught of comic book movies that came out before the first x-men movie mm-hmm. yes it did mm-hmm. by a couple of years even did yes. that come and... out before spawn oz oh that's <sighs> another one yeah spawn was the other one mm-hmm. spawn was the other but in in the thing is spawn didn't actually i think they came they, they came out at the i remember same time. I, yeah i don't really but remember spawn exactly. is another one of those but you're right blade literally kicked ass yeah, Spawn was and, a good movie, but Blade was like legitimately mm-hmm. solid. Bond wasn't super well received, critically at least. No. Um I remember Blade being pretty well received and um Spawn also kind of fucked up because they turned a black character into a white character in that movie. Yes. Jesus Christ. No, I turned, thought that uh, was well, even you're talking about the supporting the you're talking about the supporting character, Haas? Uh Al Simmons Friend best friend who marries his wife after he dies turned him into a white guy because spawn is all black yeah no i know the the books that they're all black yeah i know they they turned him into a white guy that's right terry was a white guy and i was like what the what is this (laughs) but that that was one of the first like let's switch some shit up that is some bullshit right there there. and see what happens but yeah uh there, there have been other movies but this just feels right is right completely right just yeah yeah i am 100 percent right there with you mm-hmm. eric you need to go see it even though we just spoiled the shit out of it for you <laughs> oh dude i'd want to go see it well the truth is it has a lot of elements of lion king oh no he used lion it king does. As he, he said, mm-hmm. he said that king. that was a major inspiration and, and blade I, runner yes so watching some of it and going all oh, the story the 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 like the spirits of the older kings right. coming back and that whole thing, even though that's the thing in uh, in Black Panther. And also what's also mixed up to or, or lately Marvel's been able to change a few things and let let it and you just let it go. So Shuri is the brains of the operation, but T'Challa is just as smart, if not smarter than some of the minds in Marvel Universe. So he's like right there with Hank Pym and Tony Stark and Banner and Reed Banner Richards yeah. and Reed Richards. He's like. He's supposed to be smarter than all of them. Wow. 
but that's fine if they make Shuri that. Um, what else was I going to say? That's very James Bondish to me. Yes. Yeah, like Q. That's was, what I thought. It was too. like, like Q. Yeah. And, I, and I love that. That was she's cool. Q and, and he's just walking in and she's like, try these. This is here. This is the next thing we got for you. And I'm working on this. And this is coming too. And it's like, oh, and I've been working on my own thing over here too. Yeah. Uh, another thing about Killmonger, what there's, what they showed was a complete, I think it was an opposite. He's not supposed to be able to eat the herb. Oh. It's supposed to actually mess him up. Like, okay. he cannot eat that herb. Only the bloodline. Which, I guess that's the well, he is the play bloodline. because he was part of the he bloodline. bloodline but right? he's not. So, in the books, he's not. He's not. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, I not. got you. But he's not. So he can't. And because the other thing is, he's the only one that T'Challa has never been able to beat. Gotcha. In the books, he's never been able to physically hand-to-hand kill beat. Mm-hmm. So... He can beat anyone else's ass. Like he can beat Captain America. He can beat. All right, he can whoop ass everywhere, but Killmonger has his number. Interesting. Like ha- beats him, fights him to a draw, so, or gets him in. You know, gets him dead to rights, and something else has to happen to help T'Challa out to just defeat him or beat him back for a little bit. Cool. And I love the I love the scene where he actually took him to the sunset. And the words that came out of his mouth that was just awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the theater that I was in exploded when he did the line about i rather bondage and i rather die than to yeah, be death bond- is better than bondage that's right i mean the my mom theater exploded mm-hmm. with, i, I kind of teared up with that too because my mother grew up in mississippi in the 50s right. so you want to talk about tough <laughs> for black people yeah uh yeah <laughs> yeah so she grew up in you know the cotton she said she picked cotton yeah sure and i'm like well and she's like no 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 no. I still had to do the shit. Don't, right. Don't tell me shit. You have been through what I've been through. You shut your mouth. You, you. She's all. You shut your yellow ass up because yeah. well, she's dark and I'm light skinned. So right. she'll tell me right away. She'll put me in my place real quick, and I'm like, well, that's my mother. But when she clinched me, mm-hmm. when he said that, I was like, oh. and then I, I just looked and I saw my stepdad on one side, and my mom, and and you know he's from Maryland, he's from D.C. Here she is, and I'm just like. Like it, 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 I choked up a little bit. Of just course, enough, yeah. Because it was like, why wouldn't you? We see these, we see movies. So don't get me wrong. You know, there's all the movies, but they're usually either about the hood. You know what I mean? So how do you get out of the hood, or the tragedies in the hood, or it's about civil rights struggle, or it's about <laughs> how you know there, someone started in the south, and you just see the most atrocious shit. It's like a slavery thing. Yeah. But here this is is just a good story. It's a good story. It's just, a fun story. And it's a it, it superhero does, fucking it's story. It's a superhero film. So just cool. let me just take us away from that. You know, Snoop Dogg had a rant on Instagram about, why do I just got to see 12 Years a Slave? Yeah. Why can't I see some other shit? <laughs> right, right. Here it is. Here's I remember some that. Other shit. I remember <laughs> that. Here's some other Here's shit. Here's some other shit. So watch. And, and the enjoy. great thing is it's done well. You know what Very I mean? If well. this came out and it wasn't done well and the acting right. was piss poor, it it would not be good, but this was fantastic. No, and not only that, I think everyone who has a part in this movie can go do whatever they want in Hollywood now. Oh yeah. So well, Ryan the, Coogler, as yeah. soon as he's hey guys, Ryan Coogler's put him on the phone, put him mm. put him through. You don't think what, is, that, what do you want to do? You don't think Kathleen Kennedy is is dying to get him oh, now? Are you kidding me? Shit. Wow. Yeah, uh, Chadwick Boseman can do anything. 
Thanks. I would be so excited if he signed on to a Star Wars movie, but <sighs> something tells me they are not letting him get away from a Black Panther 2. If he wants to do a Black Panther 2, I bet you they're loading up the money truck right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, just oh, like Patty, it's just like Patty Jenkins and Wonder start Woman. Mm-hmm. people out of the way for him to direct other super, other Marvel movies. They're going to be like, "Oh, if you were doing Spider-Man, now you're gone." Well, sir. if you would have read you are, if you would have read Bob Iger's tweet thanking him personally and the crew and everybody that worked on the film. It was like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you for making for us making me so money. much money." Oh yeah, and I haven't seen him tweet like that before. Mm-hmm. He was ecstatic. So, yeah, Yakuga can do whatever he fucking yeah, wants right now. Well, it gives it gives the uh, studios balls to, now. No, to go for to it. To go yeah, for to it. To go yeah. for it. To say, okay, let's do, you know, a Latino one. Let's pull the trigger on possibly an Asian one. Let's pull the trigger on any other ethnicity and let's just give it their, give them their shot and just let it go. Like, uh-uh, How about there's another one that you can uh, what, reference what, to? Our uh, Middle Eastern. There we go. People? There we go. Oh, oh trust. They Thanks, should. Mm-hmm. Why not? Is there a Middle Eastern comic book hero that I can look up to? I know currently hey. right now it's Simon Baz's Lebanese Green Lantern. Okay, I'll take Lebanese. But Go ahead. Wasn't wasn't one of the Captain Marvels? Wasn't she Middle Eastern? Or am I wrong no, about Monica that? Monica Rambeau is black. Okay, my Monica bad. Rambeau is, is is a black woman. <sighs> Jeez, I'm really trying to think. I'm sure in the mutant. There's plenty. Oh of mutants. yeah, I mean, yeah. There has sure. to be. Yeah. We be. I know. We got to be mutants now. Dude? Is well, that how it is? But, hey. but just think about it as they're cool. worldwide. So I know, I'm kidding. I'm that's kidding. why. When, yeah, that's why when they go, we need an Asian one. I always say Sunfire should have oh, been oh, yeah. on the fucking screen already, man. He's Japanese. His power the comes from the sun. The Submariner is Asian. He can be. Yes, he can Namor be Asian. Is Asian. Yeah, yes. Namor's Asian, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's drawn that way. Yeah, yeah for he sure. looks Asian to me. He can, yeah, he can definitely. And be I know that. Ron, I think posted something. Let's yes. please get this. Yes, and, and but I'm all be, me being a, an X Men fan. Sunfire was one of the first, one of my like. I always identify with him. I always identify with Sunspot as a Latino esque. Uh, Richter is Mexican, so he's he can be one for for more gotcha. Latinos. There's so many. You you just yeah, it's so all there. It's, it's Miss Marvel I'm thinking about that had a Pakistani Con- Miss Marvel. Yes, oh, that, right. that just happened yes. about three she's, or four years ago, yeah, too, right? Not, right it's, it's fairly new. Yeah. Um, and as far as the X-Men go, there's a really cool newer X-Men character called Dust that is Middle Eastern. Oh, cool. Right on. See? Yeah. That's very cool. And actually, one of the original, the OG villain that started the whole X-Men is Arabic. Okay. Um, Amal Farouk, uh, the Shadow King. All right. So, if I'm not mistaken, he's and and Shazam be... wasn't Shazam originally. That's Black Adam. Black Adam. I'm sorry, Egyptian. Black. I always mix them up. Which, well, Egyptians after. We'll take Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, we'll take like we we. Yeah. Right, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. They're in our category. They slide over quickly. Yeah, it's not a problem for them. Absolutely. Uh, we'll uh, All right, guys. I think uh, we covered the Black Panther. Oh, there's so much more, but yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of getting emotional now when I'm thinking about it. You can if you want. Eric, you still there? No, man. No. <laughs> He's checked out. I think um, we got like all kinds of emails, and but we're, there's no time to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, can we get to King Tom's possibly? Yeah, well, King Tom, we're going to play yours because you have a Black Panther voicemail. So we'll play yours. We probably answer all the questions that you probably asked. <laughs> hey there, sis listeners. It's King Tom. I just got out of seeing the Black Panther and. That is a great movie. It's a great addition to the MCU. And you know what? It, even though it had 
characters and situations. It didn't necessarily need the support of the MCU or it didn't need a ton of, um, like, you know, other characters incorporated into the stories like I, I guess people expected. I, I thought it was great. It took the character of T'Challa and that was introduced from the Civil War but expanded on it so much. And I really liked the story. I found sympathy with a lot of the characters. I think I said last time we talked that I was going to read a bunch of the Black Panther on Marvel Unlimited to kind of prepare. And you know what? I didn't. I wanted to go in with a fresh mind, and I'm glad I did because I really loved the story that was told. It was filmed beautifully. Uh, the music was great. I did want to say, I think obviously this, the representation shown in the movie is incredible, and different people are going to find this movie inspiring for different reasons. And for me, there were two scenes that stood out that I, I just want to talk about briefly. First, after T'Challa lost the fight, um, Nakia and Oyoke were talking, and they were talking about loyalty and why, what they're loyal to and why. And then later on in the, in the mid-credits scene when T'Challa was addressing the United Nations and he said, we need to work together, we need to tear down walls. I think both of those scenes spoke very powerfully uh, to real-life situations because it, it it's a clown show right now, what's going on in the world. Um, and I, I don't mean to get too political, but I think those of us who, even though we may disagree with what's going on at the top, it was a message to us that we can work together to do what is right. And I don't know, it, it was just a good message that I found a lot of inspiration in. And it's, it's nice to see that even if it's just in my head, but I do hope some other people thought that too. Anyway, I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys thought about it. And uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for the great podcast. And uh, Wakanda forever! well, I'm glad we played that. By the mm -hmm. way, that was awesome. King Tom, thank you so much. And I, I absolutely, 100% agree with you on that that scene. And it, in, right when he said that, the theater that we were in, the people that were waited, they all cheered as well. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was just a great, great, great film. And uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, King Tom. And mm -hmm. You're right. Things it, things are a shit show right now. Not to get too political, like you said. But uh, yeah, it was a great message. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And by the way, um, we have... A, some great emails that we we don't have time to read. The whim. Mm -hmm. This is for you. We're going to read your email next week. We hope you're doing well, buddy. Um, stay strong. I'm glad you got to see the film and I'm glad you're recovering. Yes. So yes. that is, uh, that is great news and, uh, all the best to you. And, uh, the other emails and other voicemails we'll definitely play next week. Mm -hmm. All right. I think we should end it with King Tom's. What do you guys think? Absolutely. You got anything, Oz, you want to throw in? No, man. I'm pretty stoked. Stoked on what just happened. Yeah, it was a great, great episode. Haas, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it, man. We, we, we've been trying to have Haas on, but we kind of delayed it because we wanted to have him on for the Black Panther. Yeah. It was a perfect guest to have on. Mm -hmm. Haas, Thanks, where, buddy. Yeah, of course. Where can people find you, Haas? They can find me on Rogue One and Blue Harvest, both of them Star Wars podcasts. Rogue One comes out every Thursday. Blue Harvest comes out every Saturday. And uh, we're part of the Making Star Wars podcast, along with all these fine gentlemen. We're all brethren. Mm -hmm. 
which is great. And my brother from another mother, Eric Struthers. We look. You so can much find old. me we can, well, on Twitter at Eric Struthers. Love it. Take it over, man. Just fucking yeah. take it over. Yeah. I was gonna, I was going to say some nice things about bullshit. You right before you, oh, I'm sorry, man. I thought you were tossing it to me off the stage, and you rock your guitar solo <laughs> just like that. I was, I was going to say brother from <laughs> because we look so much alike, man. You know? We do, man. Yeah, we really do. We really do. Like Can you guys imagine a Raj with Eric's hair? Like that, that mental amazing. image just popped up. Think of that. That'd be amazing. Uh, Eric's oh. flowing golden locks on a Raj. Hey, Haas, I saw your picture as a female, bro. Oh. <laughs> hey, what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? I haven't There's done that. There's some good genes somewhere in there. Some, yeah, slaying yeah. somewhere. I, uh, I haven't done that yet, but I, I'm definitely. I'm not, I, tinker I don't with them, want to. I don't want to get to Grosso level of tinkering. You know what oh. I mean? Oh. No, because Grosso actually looked really good, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but did. I think he liked it way too much. Yeah. He was really into it. Hey, guys. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I wasn't going to do that because I got a sister who looks just like me. And I already know what I'd look like as a chick. And <laughs> there she is. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. We thought this was a great episode, an important episode. Really appreciate you tuning in to this episode. And we will be back next week on episode number 82 of The Sith List. Love is like a mom, baby, come and get it on. Oops.